Once upon a time, the magical kingdom of Coventry was besieged by the forces of darkness. In the midst of this battle, the twin daughters of Miranda and Aaron were born. For their safety, the twins were separated and hidden away in another dimension. 21 years later, the sisters were reunited and returned to the land of their birth, where they vanquished their evil Uncle Phantos. Or did they? to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. And today is very special because we've we've made it. We've made it to <laughs> Twitches 2. We did it. We've been doing this podcast for long enough that, like, we actually hit the anniversary of, of uh, Twitches 1, and now it's time for Twitches 2, baby. It's Halloween yeah. again. It's, I, it's funny because... When we when we talked about Twitches last year for last Halloween and how we are you know we started making plans to cover the sequel the following year I I can remember thinking like what happens <laughs> like what if we're not even doing the podcast anymore like we just give up yeah you know and as a result in my head getting to Twitches two became like this major milestone oh. like even even more so than the actual one year anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> Which Brie had to remind me of. We talked about that in a previous episode. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah." I guess I it guess, is the anniversary. But but we are we are all the way all the while working our way towards Twitches too. I because yeah, I also remember like last year when we were talking about Twitches and it was like, next year seems so far off. Like we'll do Twitches too next Halloween and Halloween twenty twenty one, and we're I'm like, oh man, that's so far away, and now. I blinked. Yeah. And it's fucking Halloween 2021. <laughs> yeah. It, what the hell happened? Absolutely baffling and also terrifying. So oh it's, it's very suitable for Halloween, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly spooky how time works. <laughs> yeah. No, this, yeah. We, <laughs> this is all pre-pod, but we had uh, our, our... <laughs> Our, our warm-up session that we always do before we start recording the podcast, it was basically just us talking about how we're getting old and everything around us is getting old and it's terrifying. <laughs> and now we're jumping in here like, guys, have you ever thought about the relentless march of time? <laughs> yeah. This, oh, let's, you know, this, this, Spooky. this dated movie from uh, the, the mid-2007, baby. Th- this is pretty fun and dorky, but also, have you considered that we're all slowly aging as we speak the true horror i think we talked about that in twitches actually the first probably one. <laughs> oh yeah probably oh, listen shit. here's here's the thing legendarily my memory is terrible it's yeah. it's real bad. So I was hopping into Twitches one or Twitches two, being like, "What is, what happened in the first movie? What, what, what was that movie about?" <laughs> I, I actually I went back and I re-listened to our podcast. Oh, episode. okay, good, because like I didn't. Um, and I so <laughs> I barely remembered the movie, 
remembering what we said on the last on the Twitch's one podcast. No, that's all gone. That is long <laughs> gone from oh, my okay. brain. I'll try. I'll, I'll try and keep you posted on if we start okay. repeating ourselves. Okay. But the, Thank you. The main thing is we got very <laughs> we got very distracted by the uh, the early two thousands fashion. Oh man! In the first Twitches. Oh, it's it's still present in this one. But I feel like it's a few years later, so th- things are a little less two thousand and one. Yeah, but it's still it's still it's still distinctly present of being filmed in the aughts. Even like the uh, so characters have cell phones in this movie, but oh, they are yeah. the, the old like chunky ones that you oh, had. They to... got a flip one. Yeah. Little little stuff like that is, yeah, like you said, this film isn't as dated, but there are just those little fun signs that if you know where to look for. Yeah, it's still 14 years old. Oh, Wait. God. Yes, 14 years old. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. I- Christy, speaking yes. of cell phones, do you still have the one that slides, or did you actually get how, a smartphone? How dare you call me out like this? <laughs> I, okay, yes, yes, my cell phone still slides out. Yes, it is 10 years old. Oh, I'm I, so glad. He's my precious boy. He's been such a good son to me. I'm honestly just impressed it still works. It's... Yeah, like <laughs> I've dropped it. I it's an old Samsung and it's got like a little slidey I don't know if you could hear the Oh yeah, you can hear that. Yeah, that slide out action. Cause I got that full keyboard when you slide it out. And I love oh. my little I love my little keyboard and I've dropped him so many times onto <laughs> solid concrete and he hasn't cracked. I'm honestly just impressed that it still works and like phone companies will still support it. Well, see, this is the thing, is that um, they used to try and phone me to get me to upgrade, but they all gave up. Um, <laughs> at least it's, it's been a long time since anybody tried to phone me asking uh, about my cell phone. But it was always great because they would uh, they would start the conversation with, so we see that you have a, uh, a, a Samsung? And like they, you could, you could <laughs> I don't even know conf- what it is anymore. <laughs> yeah. The confusion in their voice as they're reading the model number on the screen. But I, I, I do need to get it upgraded at some point because the thing is, is that everybody, so much time has passed now that they assume that you have a smartphone. So, so many times I've had like somebody or like, okay, like we'll just send this to your phone. So you just need to complete the form on your phone. And I'm uh-huh. like, um okay so question um <laughs> so i don't know if my phone can it can connect to the internet but the screen is about the size of a postage stamp and it just kind of like does a loading screen and i'm sort of terrified because i don't know if i have data <laughs> oh oh Usually what happens is I accidentally open internet on my phone and then I panic and close it as fast as I can. Oh my god. So this has been the call out Christie's phone portion of the uh my pre- my precious podcast. son. I was genuinely curious cuz I saw these flip phones and I'm like, "Wait. Does Christie still have 
<laughs> the phone that she had for several years before I moved away. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah, my precious, he is legitimately 10 years old. Incredible. Anyway, <laughs> Twitch is 2. Yeah, so Twitch is 2. <laughs> so this one uh, was released in 2007, and it is, of course, the sequel to the Disney Channel made-for-TV movie, Twitches. Uh, Twitches 2 was first aired on October 12th, 2007 as part of Disney Channel's Hauntoberfest, oh, and wow. it brought in almost 7 million viewers during its premiere. Oh. Yeah. That's which, good. Not too shabby. Yeah. And, uh, so Tia and Tamara Mari return as the twin witches, Cameron and Alex, and more importantly, PJ Pat Kelly returns to reprise yeah. his role. <laughs> there he is oh i'm so glad oh fantastic everybody else could have been recast but you know you got to keep pj pat of course the most important character that was definitely vital for this film absolutely they weren't he wasn't he wasn't at all no but not it even, made not even slightly it did make me smile every time he came on screen just yeah. for the nostalgia yeah and uh, I, I should mention that while the original Twitches was based off the first book in the Twitches novel series, as far as I could tell, Twitches 2 is not based on any of the novels. I think they just made shit up for this one. That's, yeah, that feels right. It kind of feels like it, eh? That yeah. They... We'll, we'll probably get into that more in the discussion, but this movie is a little meandering meandering and it doesn't really feel like it has an identity no beyond just being this sequel yeah yeah it's like my overall feeling on this one was like yeah it's fine yeah C coming off of dazzle and beauty and the beast <laughs> at dark tale <laughs> like, this, this is an okay movie yeah it's like I wasn't actively upset for for watching this one. <laughs> so I mean, step up, I guess, from some of yeah. them. It's all it's all relative. It's funny how it works. Yeah. You gotta take into account the the movies we've seen. Yeah. Just previous. Yeah, we almost like should have started ranking every single movie against each other, just oh to like God. have that comparison of. You know, because, yeah, this one isn't the isn't the worst. It's definitely not great, though. No. Like, it's sort of, it's, this movie feels like one of those films where it's like, if you loved the first film and you're the right age, this is fine. Yeah. You could do worse than throwing this one on. Maybe some kids actually would love it. But, yeah, you know. I, I think I have to imagine that between Twitches 1 and Twitches 2, I like I could see Twitches for, hell, you know, a Halloween party or something. Yeah. I, Twitches 2, I can't really. That's the one you put on while you're waiting for people to show up. <laughs> you just sort of let it run. Like, Disney Plus just plays the next movie automatically, and you're like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <sighs> this one also feels like they had a lower budget even than the oh, first yeah. one for sure. 
Absolutely. Just a but, little uh, rough at some points. <laughs> but uh, yeah. do you want to do you want to take us through? I guess the rundown of the uh, of the plot, Christy. Yeah, let's get into it here. Uh, so let us go through the plot of Twitches Two. The film begins and we are reintroduced to the twin witches, Cameron and Alex, who draw their power from the sun and moon, respectively. After defeating their evil uncle, Thantos, and saving their magical homeworld of Coventry, the twins have settled into a relatively normal life, with Alex moving in with Cameron's family. Lately, the twins have been preoccupied with thoughts of their birth father, King Aaron, who was killed by Thantos soon after the twins were born. Alex has been dreaming of him every night, and even stranger, at one point Cameron believes she sees a shadowy figure lurking around Alex. What is your problem? I thought I saw something. <gasps> or at least I thought I saw something, now I'm not exactly sure what I saw. <gasps> well, you hurled me against the wall! Well, I wasn't exactly sure what was going Soon after, their guardians Karsh and Ileana appear. Karsh and Ileana announce their engagement, and more importantly, that the twins' birth mother, Queen Miranda, requests their presence immediately in Coventry. Cameron returns to Coventry, while Alex stays behind to attend her first day of university. In Coventry, Queen Miranda tasks Cameron with practicing her magic so that she can help secure the kingdom. Once Cameron is out of earshot, Queen Miranda reveals that something is moving through the Shadowlands. Something evil. Thantos? He's still alive? But if he regains human form, the first thing he'll do is go after the twins. I know. Use an illuminating spell to secure the entrances, then meet me in the dungeons. I want every inch of this castle searched. Should I insist that Alex return to Coventry? For now, she might actually be safer in her own dimension. While Queen Miranda was hoping to keep this from the twins until she knew for certain Thantos has returned, Cameron begins to catch wind of some kind of danger preoccupying Karsh and Ileana. While exploring the castle, she is drawn by an unknown force to a hidden room where a shadowy figure briefly emerges and drops a ring for her, which she realizes belongs to Aaron. Cameron returns to the real world to show Alex the ring, who takes it as a sign that their father is still alive and trapped as a shadow in the Shadowlands. Returning to Coventry, the twins speak with Miranda, who admits to them that she believes that Thantos has returned. There is, however, a solution. In two days, the sun and moon will be in alignment, a solar eclipse, during which the twins will be at their most powerful. Miranda wants the twins to perform the vanquishing spell, a spell so powerful that it'll destroy anything hidden in the shadows. Alex protests, saying that the spell would also destroy their father's shadow, and they show Miranda his ring and tell her of Alex's dreams. Miranda is not convinced, having already searched through the Shadowlands for years to no avail. Miranda believes that Alex's dreams are the work of Thantos, as darkness is connected to the moon, he is in part connected to Alex, and he is possibly using his connection to manipulate her. Miranda believes that the ring came from Thantos, who would have had opportunity to take it from Aaron after he died. She asks her daughters to trust her and prepare to perform the vanquishing spell. Alex ends up confronting Miranda over the possibility that Aaron is still alive, and Miranda admits that while it is possible, she also cannot take the chance of Thantos regaining power, believing it's not what Aaron would want. Alex angrily accuses Miranda of only caring about Coventry and not her family. 
Cameron, meanwhile, is torn between supporting Miranda and supporting Alex. The Twitches end up investigating Aaron's study, hoping for a solution. There, a book of spells is flung in front of them. The pages turn to the Freedom Spell, a spell that can be used to free spirits trapped in the Shadow Realm. Er, sh- <laughs> to the Shadow sp- Realm! I sent his soul to the-, you to the Shadow Realm! <laughs> Yugi! <laughs> Help Yugi! <laughs> um, uh, no, we gotta leave that in now. Oh, Shadow shit. Realm. <laughs> <laughs> just just like the vanquishing spell, both twins are required to recite alternating lines of the spell. These spells are almost the exact same, except for the last line, which belongs to Cameron. With the eclipse starting, the twins are ushered into a position, with Cameron torn on what line to recite. Alex begs Cameron to say the freedom spell, but Cameron instead recites the vanquishing spell. A ball of light erupts from the twins and flies uncontrollably through the castle, searching through the shadows to destroy whatever may be hidden there. Alex races off, determined to find Aaron before the spell can find and destroy him. She rushes to Aaron's study, where an unseen force flips the pages of yet another spell book and turns the pages to a transfer spell, which can transfer magic from one person to another. Alex recites the spell, giving her magic to the shadowy figure that appears before her. Are you all right? I did it. I saved Dad. I gave him my magic. It's revealed that the shadowy figure was Thantos, who is now in possession of Alex's magic. Thantos gloats, saying that he's off to destroy Eren before the vanquishing spell does. Cameron realizes that there's only one place Aaron could be, and the twins return to the real world where they see Thantos is searching through the shadows of Cameron's family members to find Aaron, who was the shadowy presence Cameron saw earlier. They chase Thantos and Aaron's shadow back to Coventry, where the eclipse is still in progress. The twins find and face off against Thantos once again. They join hands first with each other, then Miranda, and then the shadowy figure of Aaron. Alex, Cameron, and Miranda recite the transferring spell and use it to transfer all of the remaining magic into Aaron's shadow, bringing him back to life. Thantos tries to get one last strike in, but Aaron uses his magic to send Thantos tumbling down a nearby well, apparently to his final death. The film ends with the wedding of Karshan attended by the entire royal family. Cameron and Alex celebrate their happily ever after with the now familiar chant of Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Go Twitches! like really high but they never feel high no it's i don't know it, it's weird because so much of this film is yeah just kind of this low-key drama of thantos is back but we know exactly what we do need to do to defeat him and yeah 
it's almost like they're attempting to have the focus of the film be this intrapersonal drama between Alex and Miranda and kind of Alex and Cameron, but not really because aside from the fight that Alex has with Miranda, everybody gets along pretty well with everybody else. So I mean, there's n- they, they do show like the twins kind of having like butting heads which they did in the first film as well, I think. Like, yeah. But they're mo- they're mostly butting heads over an ex boyfriend of Cameron's. Yeah, there's not- like a a weird subplot. Just like they they Alex meets Cameron's ex boyfriend, and the ex boyfriend's like, "Hey, I like you," and she's like, "No thanks." Yeah, well, at at first, Cameron's ex boyfriend mistakes Alex for. Or, yeah, Alex for Cameron. Yeah, I guess. Um, but he he and Alex end up hitting it off, and it, kind it's of, kind of. I it's don't not know, like it's, they get together at the end or anything. Yeah, I guess it's kind of ambiguous, eh? Because they do kind of get along, and it yeah. does it does feel like they're trying to lead, like le- leave these little like threads of romantic intent, but. The movie is at least smart enough to know that there's bigger fish to fry and yeah, the drama of, oh, will Alex find a boyfriend is not high yeah. on the priority list. <laughs> it's not the most important part of the film. So at least, yeah, it does sort of, like, it, it gives that, but it's just sort of like a nothing little subplot Yeah, for, that's there for no reason. Yeah, Cameron Cameron basically finds out about it and she's kind of jealous about the uh, you know, je- jealous and so she ends up at one point this this is like the what what this little subplot builds to is a scene where Cameron ends up using magic to impersonate Alex so that she could try and suss out for sure from the ex-boyfriend whose name is Marcus uh if Alex and Marcus are dating and Alex ends up seeing this, and in return, she uses magic to impersonate Cameron. So now both twins are just sitting there taking pot shots at each other with a very confused Marcus caught in between them. Yeah, he's just sort of like, this is weird. I'm gonna go. Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> that's how that resolves. Yeah, because again, there isn't really any conflict. They have that scene, and you think... It's going to lead to something bigger, but as soon as Marcus leaves, Cameron and Alex basically make up, and then yeah, they kind of talk it out, and it's like, oh, okay, now we're good. Yeah, yeah. It it just it turns out Cameron was self conscious because even though while well, she had claimed that she broke up with Marcus, he actually was the one that broke up with her. Yeah, and it feels very weird and and high school, and I it. There's a lot of this film that I think I think I remember us talking about in the first one where these characters are written much younger than yeah. they're supposed to be. Like they're written as like 16-year-olds but they are played by actresses who are older and the characters are supposed to be like 21 at least but they are not they are not written that age. They are written much younger. Yeah, and especially I think because this film we have the very specific backdrop of cam or uh, of we have the very specific backdrop of Alex is attending university. 
they're doing this very high school stuff in a university setting and not to say that once you get to university that you're an adult and you should you know you're yeah you're automatically to... yeah there's it's not like there's a you you leave high school and immediately your, your maturity is yeah you're now you get yeah. bestowed the the clouds part and a ray of sunshine drops down on you and you are now an officially an adult with all the maturity that comes with it but it is it does make it feel very weird to see this very very quintessential high school behavior played out in a university setting yeah because it's like oh my god i'm gonna text her these pictures of like her her sister hitting on yeah like her ex-boyfriend and oh my gosh cameron cameron has a a friend who who's just there to like try and stir stir up up the drama (laughs) which is like okay you have no place in this film but i think you were in the first one so that's why you're here now yeah it's i guess it's it's funny because uh, Alex's friend Lucinda from the first film, she it felt like she had more, more of a role in the plot. Yeah. Least, like she felt like she had an actual character, and yet there's no Lucinda. Like she's just she's just sort of offhandedly mentioned at the beginning because Alex is like, "Thank you so much for letting me stay, Cameron's parents. Uh, just say the word, and I'll head back to Lucinda's." And they're like, "No, no, your family now. You live here." she's like okay and then lucinda is never mentioned again yeah especially because at the end of this film we see that uh so the so marcus and cameron's friend i guess they get they decided to let them in on the secret of them being witches in yeah. coventry <laughs> because they are invited to carson iliana's wedding in coventry yeah like they've never met carson iliana they have no. no idea what's going on, but they're invited, so that's nice. Yeah, and they and they just kind of make little comments about how this is this is the weirdest thing that I've I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, so they they're just kind of unfazed by the fact that they apparently walked into Cameron's closet, into another world, and are now at a wedding mm-hmm. with magic people and royalty. Yeah, but they're it's... unfazed by this, it's fine. Yeah. But you would think that if this were real life, that <laughs> Alex would have invited her best friend. You'd think and- so. Maybe Lucinda was busy. <laughs> Maybe. And there was only, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, just weird. Poor oh, Lucinda. I hit the mic. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You're so excited about Twitches. I, I can't help it. <laughs> Definitely wasn't just me switching which leg I'm sitting on and accidentally smacking the mic. Oh yeah, I do that. I always try and time that um, <laughs> when I'm not talking. <laughs> be like when when Bree starts talking about stuff, viewer. Um, what you don't know is I'm viewer. like, I'm, yeah, dear oh, dear listener. I'm like I'm like rapidly. Oh god, stretch my legs. Try and get all my chair creaks uh, out while I could edit them out easily. <laughs> now I've drawn attention to this one. It's got to stay in. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, oh god. So, let me just look at my notes. I forgot how good Cameron's parents are. I love, I love Cameron's parents. (laughs) They're amazingly accommodating. 
they like I I remembered them after I started watching this film. I'm like, oh yeah, they were great in the first film too. And then it's like, oh, they're still good. They're still really great because they're just yeah. like, we have a daughter. We have two daughters, kind of now. They do magic. What the? This is ridiculous. What the? Yeah. What the fuck do you mean you used magic and destroyed my car? Yes, <laughs> Cameron. Apparently, I, I don't know. I I guess she she has got it in her head that she needs to practice magic on the car, and so her poor father. We see him pulling the tire out of the pool in the backyard. Yeah. What did she do to the car? This poor man is just so, he's just so kind of done with all this magic nonsense. Yeah. By the end of this film, his house has been attacked twice by a shadow creature. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it's, it's, it's poor, these poor parents. <laughs> and, and like, they come back from one point from Coventry and the parents are like um so hey were you gonna tell us that you just were gonna disappear into coventry and they're like yeah sorry we don't really have dimensional stuff and they're like are you okay and they're like oh yeah we're fine and the mom just sort of looks and he's like is it not fine but you can't tell us because your dad's head would explode and they're like yeah <laughs> this poor man is just like what what <laughs> I they they're they're my favorite characters. They are. They're I don't know. They're they they're just lovely. They're like the type of people. It's like oh, I want them to be my friends because they yeah. seem like they'd be they'd have your back. They just seem like chill people. Yeah. And they were like yeah, they were good in the first film. They're still good now. I'm glad they kept that up. Yeah. Carson Eliana, on the other hand, I think I enjoyed them more in the first film. Oh, somehow. absolutely. Uh, they're just I... sort of annoying in this one. I hate they them. They add nothing. I hate them so much in this. And I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't really enjoy them that That's much fair. In, the, in the first movie. And it was mostly because they like they were kind of like just they would always argue with each other. And yeah. that gets ramped up to eleven. Oh boy. In this film, where they basically spend their entire screen time just bickering with each other. And it's especially weird because we learn early on that they are now engaged. Yeah, like they're getting married. And I guess this is just the way their relationship works. But it's still not fun to watch. No, it like it doesn't feel like, I don't know. I, You know, like relationships are don't fit into perfect molds but no at, but at the, at the same time like it feels like they just always come across as just like work buddies to me yeah like there's no there's nothing there there's not even a line of like your wackiness really comp like helps me with my uh stick in the mudness i don't yeah. know there's there's nothing like at least in the first film, it like it, we had that brief moment where Karsh is like, "I'm gonna go s- try and confront the darkness," and Eliana kind of plants a kiss on him, and it was like, it wasn't like that that well pulled off, but it was at least like a little something where it was like things are getting serious now, we're gonna be serious, and in this moment of seriousness, I'm gonna give you a little kissy, just to like show, <laughs> just to like, show, 
I, I do care about you. Yeah. Compared to this one, at the end of the film, they end up, they get knocked off of a castle turret and they end up, like, having to cling there for their lives. And all the while, they're just, like, kind of joking about, like, aha, did you did you send out the invites to the wedding, by the way, as we're, we're trying not to die? And Karsh goes, oh, actually, I, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Which is, like... Like, kind of, like, I kind of, like, I like the joke, kind of, but at the same time, it's like, this is, can we have a serious moment between these two? Can we have something other than comedic riffing? I think they were, like, the only reason they're there is for comic relief in in a movie that doesn't need it. Yeah. It's... It's almost like the writers were afraid of them being anything other than the comedic relief characters. Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure that these actors could have handled more subtlety to their performance. It's just yeah. that they weren't, they weren't given the opportunity to. Yeah, there was nothing there for them. I, I should note that um, while every other actor returned to Twitches 2 to reprise their role, uh, Ileana's original actress did not. Oh, um, really? Yeah, which is actually, it's... It's, I could, uh, that probably was not obvious to you because it's been nope. a year since you've seen these characters, yep. but I have nope. to say, last year, I watched Twitches 2 right after Twitches 1, <laughs> and I, I did not notice. Oh, no! I did not notice. Oof. But, yeah, but I, I did, there was nothing there. No, I was just like, oh yeah, that's the same person. Yeah. I, I mean, I, kudos to her for for nailing the part. Yeah, I guess. To be fair, though, my focus was always on uh, PJ Pat. Of course. Like, if if he would have been replaced, I legitimately, like, would have been so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where to go with this one. Can what, we What do we talk about? <laughs> can we talk about how this movie has nothing to do with Halloween? Yeah. There's nothing in the Halloween. There's it's not. It's not. Sorry for like we're doing this for our Halloween episode. There's no Halloween in this. They're witches. I guess that's Halloween. I guess. But it's not like you would say Harry Potter's a Halloween movie. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I, I guess. I, I guess. But yeah, it's it's weird to me that although this was aired as part of Disney Channel's uh, like Halloween movie thing, yeah, there's there's nothing to do with Halloween in this one. And and as a reminder, the first film was very much entrenched in Halloween. It was. Mm-hmm. The day the twins were born. Um, so there was that, you know, the the movie kind of revolved around Halloween as the twins' birthday. But it was also Cameron had a big Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Um, them being witches, again, that kind of contributed to the Halloween-y vibe. I, I feel like it was a huge mistake to not also give this one a bit of Halloween branding. Yeah, there's nothing. I've, I forgot that the first one had Halloween as a major plot point. Because <laughs> there was nothing touched on it in this one. 
Yeah, and like to to the point that the DVD for the uh, first Twitches, like it has a, a jack o' lantern on the cover. Oh, jeez! It's it's like this is how this is about Halloween. This is a Halloween movie for you, and it's. It, it's kind of silly because you really wouldn't have to do much to turn it into a Halloween movie. You could just have it set during autumn, maybe have the twins preparing. You know, maybe it's been a year since the first yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could have, it could be like, it's their birthday and it's a solar eclipse. So they will be so powerful. So super powerful. So you- strong. You could have you could have really played up the uh, the shadowy figures and made it like really spookier that Alex yeah. seems to you know be haunted by them. It's just but they they did not touch on that at all. Maybe they didn't have the budget. <laughs> Maybe they had no money. I guess, but then it's like, oh boy. But I mean, really, like, how much How much outside of the budget could a couple of pumpkins... <laughs> a, a trip to Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Anything. Like, just something. Like, just, like, yeah, <sighs> get a couple of pumpkins, car them. Like, I'm, I'm sure they could have found something. Yeah. Nope, they did. That not, no, the rewrite to make it more Halloween-y was not in the budget. They yeah. couldn't do it. And it's just, it, it makes it kind of weird because, like, if you were in charge of Disney Channel programming, when would you play this movie? I don't know. Yeah, like... I don't know. Even if you play it right after the first movie during October, it doesn't carry on that Halloween vibe. So I... No. I feel bad for those, what what was it, 7 million people? Yes, yeah, seven yeah, million that viewers did for the Halloween scarathon or whatever on Disney Channel that were like, oh yeah, yeah another witch Twitch's movie. It'll be a, with Halloween. Nope. Not maybe, maybe that's why they aired it in October twelfth. Which, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fall. It's n- it's not ha- it's not Halloween. It's not Halloween. It's just it's yeah, fa- early fall. fall. So it's not yeah. spooky time yet. If, yeah, in in Canada, that's that's turkey time for us. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> oh right, it, yeah, would have been right around Thanksgiving instead. Ugh. <laughs> uh, my yeah. my only conclusion is that you play the first Twitches on October thirty first, and then you play Twitches two on November first. Yeah, because Halloween is now over. Yes. The spooky season has ended, and now we can just move on to Twitches two. Yeah. <sighs> and you're still you're like a little you're disappointed that Halloween is over and you're you just have to learn to accept it that spooky times are done for yet another year. I guess. I I kind of I want to talk about the shadowy figures a little <laughs> bit more. Uh-huh. I so I kind of like the potential of the shadowy figures and the mystery about who is the shadowy figure. Uh-huh. But, but I don't think that they pulled it off. Oh, um, God, no. Like, so throughout the film, we see the twins being followed by a shadow. And so Cameron gets followed by one in Coventry, while Alex gets followed by one in the real world. 
And at the end of the movie, it reveals that there were two shadowy figures, one being Aaron and the other being Santos, which I like that idea that unbeknownst to the twins, one of the shadows was actually benevolent. Um, Mm -hmm. But the impact of that is really lessened by the twins not really ever acknowledging or seeing the shadows. Yeah, like it's just the viewer sees them. Because the cameras show you, but, like, the twins never really, like, never really interact with that beyond, um, the the Thantos, which, god, I still hate that name, Thantos. (laughs) We couldn't put the A in there, it couldn't be Thanatos, it's gotta be Thantos. It was funny re-listening to uh, the the first Twitch's podcast we did because we both do that at times. We both call him Thanatos. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, you just want to make it right. Thanatos. Yeah, what like- was I saying? Anyway, it, yeah, right. It's the, the Thanatos shadow gives her, gives uh, Cameron a ring, which mm-hmm. is also like, it's very funny when you see the Thanatos shadow because like, Half the time, they're these sort of shadowy globs. And then half the time, the Thanto's shadow is just like the shadow of a dude, like hunched over and going like across a wall. Like, <laughs> like it's literally just like he's hunched over and like scurrying around. <laughs> okay. It's very funny. Oh, it's kind of adorable. It's a little shadow man. It's like Peter Peter Pan's shadow just flying yeah. around the room. Oh, it's it's very funny but like yeah you never really they're just sort of in the peripheral other than throwing the ring which is also which is funny on another level too because it's like here's this ring and it's literally just like a cheap looking silver ring with a crescent moon on it yeah our father's symbol it's like that's just a crescent moon you can yeah. just walk into a Hot Topic and buy this ring for $2. They <laughs> act they act like it's such positive proof that, oh, oh my this, God. Is, this is our father's ring. It's our father's crest, a crescent moon, that very unique symbol yeah. that I, I never see anywhere else. I try I try and be very fair to the prop makers in these films because oh, I, yes. know, I know the struggle. Um, oh, but no. at the same time, Y'all couldn't have found it like a cooler ring. <laughs> Anything, you, you know? He's supposed to be a king. This is supposed to be like his 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 signet ring, Ugh. and it just looks like somebody hammered this out in like a grade nine shop class. Yeah. Yep. Oh, bless. They like. Yeah. Once again, no. Nothing against the people who were behind the scenes making this film, because mm-hmm. God knows that you probably had no money and probably no time. Yeah, um, yeah. But every piece of jewelry, everything that, <laughs> like, the, the twins' necklaces look yeah. like they were bought at a Claire's <laughs> for, like, $10. Like, <laughs> they look like oh. the sort of fake metal and, like, the sparkly plastic enamel kind of stuff that you could get yeah. in like cheap costume jewelry in like the the mid two thousands. Yeah, like if you if you scratch it too hard, the finish will come off. Yeah, yeah. 
and they're on like you know you know the chains that you get for like a like a keychain where it's the like the little metal circles and you just sort of fit them into a little clasp at the end. Yeah, that's what they're on. It's not like a proper chain. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a little rough. It's a little rough. <laughs> there's uh, there's one shot near yeah. the beginning of the film, and it just sort of goes to show how how little time or money i imagine they had um where they're in they're they're at cameron's parents place and it's where they're all sitting at the table and karsh and Ilyana are talking about how they're getting married and all that stuff and you watch and the boom mic makes oh, yeah, a special just... <laughs> guest appearance at the top of the screen and oh, you're like oh I love it. boy y'all didn't even have budget to like matte paint out the mo- the boom mic Oh. When it when it shows up at the top of the screen, it's adorable. Oof, oof, <laughs> it's rough. It's especially because this is a Disney film. Like it feels like they did not have faith in this movie right off. No, the like they didn't. They did not have enough. They didn't care enough about this film to give it the the love that it needed. Yeah, like, the first movie, I guess it must have done good enough that they were like, okay, well, we should make a sequel. But it didn't do that good, so they didn't feel, they didn't want to pour a lot of money into this one. No. (laughs) To to go back to to the shadows a bit. Oh, um, yeah, sorry, I got distracted because I really wanted to not forget to mention the boom mic. (laughs) No, all good. I'm glad. I'm glad you pointed it out. Um, but with the shadows, so yeah, so the the twins they never acknowledge the shadows outside of Cameron sees the one in the beginning of the film, and then she just kind of goes, "Oh, I, I guess I was just mistaken." Um, but it's it's weird because assuming that Aaron's shadow is always the one we see in the real world, um, he also he hides in Marcus's shadow. And then he hides in the maid shadow. And it kind of felt like it, it was implied Malicious? That he, yeah, like it, that he was like possessing them. Yeah. Um, which I guess is maybe meant to be a misdirect. But it's like a weird... They, I, I don't think they... I don't know. I just... I, I'm so confused about it. Because Marcus seemingly gets possessed. So, and, and so that... And he insists on walking Alex home. And then we later hear from other characters that he is apparently just loitering around, that he's just loitering around outside their house. Yeah, like, like he's been possessed and now he's just like, they're like, he's just standing across the street and staring at the house. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. No one's yeah. gonna, no one's doing anything about this. Like, like that's a creepy thing happening. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get. I guess Even the beyond sh- the the whole possession thing, someone should be alarmed that yeah. this this dude is just standing and staring outside their house. Yeah, that's a red flag, regardless. <laughs> but um, uh, th- yeah, but nothing happens. Nothing comes of it. It it feels like oh, this is oh no, the shadow is pursuing them, and it's going to make Marcus. It, you know, Marcus is going to be involved in the plot at somehow. all. So, yeah. Yeah, but no, I I no. guess apparently um I guess again assuming that that shadow was Aaron, 
After Marcus or after Aaron possesses Marcus, Aaron then moves to possess the maid. And then he compels her to go serve Cameron snickerdoodles. Yeah, she just like appears outside her room in the middle of the night yelling snickerdoodles. And yeah. then she opens the door and gets handed snickerdoodles and the maid leaves and that's it. And it's over. Yeah. I Oh. Even even though Marcus could talk in full sentences while possessed, the maid can literally only shout snickerdoodles in a very obviously 80-yard voiceover. Oh god. Oh. The AD, the obvious ADR in this film is a lot. <laughs> Half of the lines of the what's the what's the not the not Marcus, but the the Cameron's uh, Dimitri? friend. No, we haven't even touched on Dimitri yet. No, uh, the the female oh, her... friend in the real world. Oh, uh, oh God, I don't what is her uh, name. Whatever her name was. Um, half of her lines are very, very like. There's one point where it's she says a line and then it cuts to an ADR and there's no, like her second line is ADR'd in and there's there's genuinely no effort to hide them. Yeah, <laughs> it's two noticeable. different microphones and t- completely noticeable. Yeah, noticeable difference. And it's, it's it's funny. Rough. It's something that. I, I like I I'm not an audio expert but obviously I, I like I'm the one that I I do the editing for the podcast and that's something that I don't know if people are super familiar with that it's not just getting in front of a microphone and talking and then being able to splice that in if oh, you God, no. yeah it even like if you've got the exact same microphone set up your distance from the mic or even like the day that you're recording if you you know there's all this stuff that it really impacts the tone of your voice and so it can be so jarring when somebody splices something in yeah and there's like no effort made to really blend them and make them smooth yeah like it's 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 possible it's, oh yeah, because like there's there's really talented audio people out there that can do all sorts of magic, but mm-hmm. like that it it it's also like if you just splice that shit in, it's gonna be real noticeable, and they just spliced it in here. Yeah, like and, they and didn't it... have, <laughs> they did not, they did not have something. There was some kind of thing missing, and they just were like, "This is fine." Yeah. Especially especially for that moment where the maid comes in, because she is shouting in the ADR. She is shouting oh, snickerdoodles. Yeah. Snickerdoodles! Huh? Snickerdoodles! Alex? Snickerdoodles! 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 And... Yet when she walks in, her performance does not match no. the voice. Nope. It's like, why was this done like this? Yeah. Quite this choice. Like, did she, she must have like, I can only imagine she must have played it way more casually on set. And then, I don't know, I guess while they were doing the post-production stuff, somebody was like no you know i really want her to shout it let's get let's get her in the audio booth and we'll get her just to shout snickerdoodles we just need the one take yeah we just need the one take and we'll just sort of we'll we'll layer it on top and it'll be fine 
Yeah. But but sir, wh- or or why would it won't work? Like that will not match the performance. Ah, no one's gonna notice. No, no one is gonna know. We no noticed. Care. We did. We're calling you out, Mister Director. Yeah. <laughs> calling uh, you out, Stuart Gillard, who I definitely did not just look up on IMDb. <laughs> uh, to be fair to Stuart Gillard, who knows what the what the timing and budget and and everything yeah. situation was like. We. Once again, never really calling out any individuals that work on any films. Oh, but this oh. was a choice. <laughs> I was just about to. I was about to just chime in. I clicked Mr. Stewart Gillard's uh, IMDb profile, and I saw that he. I was like, oh, he was the director for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, like the live action oh. one. But then I, I, I looked closer, and it was uh, the the third movie. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I don't think I ever saw that one. I think I saw the first one. Oh, I know I saw the first one. I think I saw the second one. I never saw the third one. That's the the one uh... where they go back in time, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. Nope. Didn't see that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, Mr. Gillard. Yes. But yes, as you said, this, you know, for all we know, he he was somebody... That was trying to fight and point out to them that this is going to sound really dumb if we do this. And I, I don't know. Maybe there was some producer or somebody at Disney that was like, too bad. It'll be yep. funnier. It'll make the kids laugh if she really shouts snickerdoodles. Yeah. Who knows? Like, can't we cannot pretend to know the ins, the ins and outs and backgrounds and behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. so, sometimes you just got to point out choices that what have been made by someone and you're like, what? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why would you do this? <sighs> it's especially because Cameron. Cameron doesn't even react. Yeah, like, she okay. just, she's just like she just accepts the snickerdoodles, and then the maid sort of blankly walks away, and she's just like, "Eh, that's weird." I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, like, I've there's got snickerdoodles. there's no point to that. No reaction at all. No, and there should have been. They're absolutely. Should have been more commentary on the shadows. Like they should have caught glimpses of them. Yeah, they they could have had it where it's like we don't know who to trust because any one of our family or friends could be possessed by the shadow and we don't know it. Yeah. What they they could almost have made the whole Marcus subplot about something like that. Yeah. But they 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 just made him stand outside and stare at the house for a while. Yeah. Like it, I I know that I have seen this plot before, so it's definitely not original. Yeah. But they could have had it where you know uh, Marcus gets gets possessed. Alex really starts to fall for the possessed Marcus, and Cameron is you know doesn't like it. Alex thinks that Cameron is just angry about Marcus being her ex boyfriend, and. You know, maybe maybe that's initially true at the start, but then Cameron realizes that no, Marcus is actually just possessed, and she has to try and 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 save Alex, or you know, yeah, reveal or this something. To Alex. Yeah, which yeah. Again, it's not 
it's not the most creative plot out there, but at least if you're setting up this possession thing, and if you're setting up Marcus as a character, if you're going to take the time to do those two things, they should have some kind of impact on the greater plot. You th- you think so. Because, like, they start, they really do. They give you the, the, the sort of inkling that that's sort of where they might be going with it when he, like, gets hit by the shadow, and then he's like, actually, I'm going to walk you home. I'm, I'm going to walk you home. Um, and you're like, ooh, is there something going on? Like, is yeah. there, what, what is, what's, this seems sinister. Ooh. And then nothing happens. Especially, <laughs> yeah, because before that, to even, to, like, set the scene, so... This is after Marcus realizes that Alex is not Cameron. And so they have a little scene where they meet up and, and like they kind of clear up the misunderstanding. And that's where Marcus, uh, you know, kind of asks, initially asks Alex, you know, can I walk you home? Alex says no. And Marcus accepts that. And he's like going to walk away, basically. And that's when the shadow comes on and it makes him go after Alex to to walk her home, to insist on it. Yeah, and, and you're and like, like, oh, creepy, spooky. Yeah, like like you said, this is sinister. This is clearly, he was ready to walk away, but this, this experience with the cloud, the shadow cloud, has made him <laughs> insist on walking her home. So, oh, something's gonna happen. <gasps> and then, yeah, nothing. And <laughs> then nothing happens. And it turns out, because I think the one in the real world was her dad, Mm -hmm. it turns out, like, nothing sinister would happen, because that's her father, but you don't know that at that point in the film. I think what they could have done, another way to handle it, um, is, and again, they they kind of start to do this, but not really, but... They should have had an Alex versus Cameron thing about the shadows because Alex, for the most part, she she wholeheartedly believes that Aaron needs to be saved, that he's trapped in the Shadowlands. Um, mm-hmm. Cameron kind of waffles back and forth, but for the most part, she's on Alex's side and she agrees that Aaron is out there and she's trying to help Alex. But I think maybe they should have found themselves on opposite sides, where Alex thinks the shadow is Aaron and Cameron thinks it's Thantos, and they find themselves at odds. And you could have some drama because this this is like their their new sisterhood is being tested. Yeah, and and you could have stuff throughout the movie like Cameron's interactions with the shadows are always malicious, but. Alex's are always kind, and then you find again you find out that reveal at the end that oh well that's because one was Aaron, and one was Thanto, so that's why their experiences were so different, but they were both right. Yeah. They they come together at the end and they save the day and they've grown even closer as sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, howdy. Uh, There's many ways they could have done it. But they chose not to. They chose to swerve and avoid all of them. Yep. Somehow they've avoided all of them. Can we talk briefly of Dimitri? Oh, yeah. I think we... There's definitely... there. There's probably a good chunk that we could talk about Dimitri. Oh. Because... Okay. 
So Cameron goes to Coventry and she's like, oh, I can't wait to be a princess. I'm going to wear big dresses and tiaras and I'm going to ride around on a on a white horse and carriage and it'll be great. And I'll meet a prince. And then the first dude she sees. Who just shows up. He's wearing like an, a uniform and she's like, oh, you must be a prince because I uh, you're hot. You're hot, hot, I guess. Yeah, I assume. I'm not. I'm not an authority on this, but I was just like, that's a very normal-looking human being. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he wasn't that's bad very... looking, but no, I, I am just, also like, a bad judge. I, I just, he's, yeah, like you said, he's not bad. He's just, he's kind of generic. He's just a normal-looking dude. Yeah. Um, but she's like, oh, clearly this, this, this extremely hot man in in this uniform is a prince. Um. And he kind of plays along with it. He doesn't like outright lie, but you know he doesn't lie. He lie of omissions. Yeah, in that he doesn't clear up the fact that he's just like part of the staff at the castle, I guess. Yeah, which it's funny to think about because, as you said, he's wearing a uniform, the same uniform that all of the other staff are wearing. So why Cameron didn't notice that? Uh... Oh my. My because he didn't wearing... have he didn't have the apron on. That's why oh, he yeah, takes off the, the like waist apron, and instantly it's like, oh no, that's that's a prince now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he's just like this normal dude who's like, I don't know. I like the I like her. I I don't want her to know that I'm just you know staff. Just a, yeah, kitchen kitchen staff. Kitchen yeah. staff. Um, yeah, it. There's, yeah, it ends up, um, so it, it gets revealed that Dimitri isn't actually a prince and he's just a servant, which that, that scene, if we could go into that briefly. Oh my God. Karsh and Ileana are just assholes. Oh yeah. Like they're, they're just there to, to be rude. Also, okay. When they first see him, when (laughs) Dimitri sees the, the, the twins coming towards him and he's like still wearing his apron and carrying the giant sphere. Oh yeah. There's there's several scenes where you see like the staff around the castle carrying these giant <laughs> metal color like colored metal spheres. <laughs> they're like there's like circles painted with metallic paint that they yeah. must have bought at like the dollar store they the just dollar got, like, a, store. A ball. They're just these circles. And they just carry them around. Like they're like, we need these 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 uh castle staff to be doing something, so just give them one of the spheres. Yeah. So so Dimitri's carrying this like gold sphere and is wearing his apron, and then he just like panics and tosses them into a bush, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> And then, and then, so he's trying oh. to he's trying to play it cool in front of Alex and Cameron and try and like play you know I, I, again he's trying not to lie but he's not really revealing that he's not a prince um but he's trying to play it cool but then Karsh and Ileana who are overhead on a balcony they just start yelling at him to go get them sandwiches yeah they're like oh great it's the it's one of the the kitchen staff yeah. can you go get me a chicken salad sandwich hey kitchen boy where's your apron well there you are can i get some tea please and can i get one of those chicken salad sandwiches with the crust cut off oh and some olives mm. i love me the olives well 
Right away, sir. And where is your apron? Put your apron on. Yeah, where's your apron, kitchen boy? Put put your apron back on. Yeah, and then he has to like, like sorrowfully sh- pull it from the bushes and put it back on. Yeah, <laughs> and leaves the sphere behind. But what a, like, what a <laughs> dick move is that? Like, imagine, imagine if you were just at a restaurant and somebody at a table was just like, hey, waiter, waiter, give me a sandwich. <laughs> what a sandwich. Where's your apron, waiter? Ugh. What, what the fuck? <laughs> we, I mean, in the, in the first, oh. the, the Twitch's podcast, we kind of commented on the idea of, because in that film, the the big spooky shadow cloud was encircling <laughs> the castle. And we kind of make jokes about how, like, you know, you still have servants in the castle that they're still having to fulfill their duties while the entire, like, world yeah. is in peril. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was so funny to me that we actually got to see one of the servants and see the shitty treatment that yeah, they- see how they're treated. It's like, wow, okay. Thanks. Man, these poor people. And it's and it's not even just the general shitty treatment, but we end up finding out. Um so okay, so Cameron is is all disappointed that it's that Dimitri's not actually a prince. She doesn't like say so out loud, but you could tell she's like yeah. having a hard time with this. Alex goes off to try and console Dimitri because she you know, Alex Alex did not come from means. Her uh, adoptive mother was not as well off as Cameron's family is. So Alex, you know, she, she commiserates with Dimitri and she tells him that, you know, she herself previously worked cleaning houses and, and they relate. And, and Dimitri ends up asking Alex if he can borrow some of her magic because he wants to try and impress Cameron. And this results in Alex attacking Dimitri because she thinks that he must be Santos trying to steal her magic yeah. because she she was under the impression that everyone in Coventry knew magic, so Dimitri would therefore have no other reason to ask her for borrowing her magic. Yeah. Um, instead of instead of asking the question, don't you all have magic, she immediately is like, no, fuck you. I'm going to shrink you down and crunch you up and put you in a teapot. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which again, is another good example of Karsh and Ileana being assholes because they run in to see what the commotion is. They they lift up the teapot lid to see Dimitri crammed in there. And instead of restoring him, they just put the lid back on and then they give Alex this backstory. Um, like, they just, they ignore Dimitri. Like, help Dimitri yeah. first. Yeah, that poor man, his head, his feet are up by his head. He's crammed into yeah. a fucking teapot. And y'all just... Leave him in there, except to say, where's my chicken sandwich? Yeah, give me my sandwich, boy. Um, But as it turns out, after King Aaron was seemingly killed, Miranda took the magic away from everyone in Coventry, leaving only herself, Karsh, Ileana, and the twins with magic. With Miranda's logic being that this was just, it was safer doing things this way, that she didn't want to, I guess... I, I don't know, with with King Aaron being killed, I guess she just assumed that magic was, was too dangerous for just anybody. Yeah, this is such a, this is such like a thing that just gets sort of just brushed past. Yeah. For, and it's like, it's a, it's a, 
it's like a plot point that is brushed past and would seem really important, but also just has no bearing on anything whatsoever. Which that right there, I think that's kind of like the the, the thesis statement of yeah. Twitches 2. Plot yeah. point <laughs> seems important, does not matter in the long run. No, not even slightly. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, because that's like... That would be such a big thing for, like, a whole kingdom to be like, I'm taking your your whole, like, everyone has magic. Now no one has magic except royalty. Yeah. That's kind of a big thing. That (laughs) would be- Don't worry about it. That would be a huge fucking deal. Especially because I assume that these people, they probably, like, magic was involved in their day-to-day lives. I'm sure Mm -hmm. that some people probably used it to make their jobs easier or make their lives easier in general. Yeah, but nope. (laughs) Yeah, but so that's, that's why Dimitri asked Alex, because he, he, he has no ability to do magic. Yeah, but this, this is... Like, because it's, it's implied that he knew how to do magic before. Yeah. Uh, so it was sometime in the inter, like, in the last 21 years that she would have taken away magic. Like, I feel like it would have had to have been somewhat recently, because he's not much older than the twins, and unless he was a magical master at age two or something and remembered everything, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't... We're getting into we're getting into the minutia of timelines now. Well, that that's but... the that's the thing though. I think it's valid to bring up because the the first movie pretty explicitly tells us that you know yeah this this whole the whole business with Santos and well it's not sorry they didn't know it was Santos at first the whole business with Aaron getting killed by the the spooky cloud that they did not realize was <laughs> Thantos. That happened 20 years, 21 years ago in the past. So yeah, like you said, if Dimitri is the same age as the twins, he would have grown up not really knowing magic. Yeah. So I don't it, know. It's like this. It's, it's really like they feel it feels like a plot point they threw in there and just for for shits. I think it's, like, it's just, like, it felt like they did it just to stoke the, the, Alex's conflict with Miranda, which didn't really need any stoking to begin with. It was already, like, so, so to back it up a bit, once Alex hears about this from Dimitri, she, she ends up, this is part of when she goes to confront Miranda, um, I cut it out of the summary, but along alongside the whole business with Aaron, Miranda call or Alex calls out Miranda over taking everybody's magic. Um, you know, like it's just it's a dick move to do to people. Yeah, and I cut it out of the summary because again, it doesn't have any bearing on the actual plot of the yeah. film. There was no point to it. Also, though. Can I just, can, just when she confronts Miranda yeah, about this whole, like, not wanting to listen to her and try to save Aaron from the Shadowlands. You and your sister. You know, just stop. You don't care about us. You don't even care about Aaron. All you care about is your precious kingdom. 
Well, you know what? You can have it. I'm taking the next door out of this place. Alex! She's like, you don't care about us. All you care about is your kingdom. And I'm like, that's that's what that's what you're supposed that's that's kind of what uh, yeah. the ruler of a kingdom is kind of supposed to like you're supposed to put you're supposed to put the well-being of your that's... subjects before all else and that's kind of what you're supposed to do it is kind of wonderful I get that it's meant to be like a you only care about being the queen and having power or something but it's like no 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 sweetie that's what yeah. You're supposed to care about your kingdom of all, of all else. Yeah, that's your like, even your like personal like desire to have your husband back. You need to put the good of the people above that and banish the darkness. That's kind of that's yeah. she's doing the right thing. <laughs> How many other movies have we watched <laughs> where where the lesson was having to put the needs of the many Against the yeah. needs of the few. <laughs> you, having to make that personal self-sacrifice to benefit <sighs> others around you. Yeah. But no, that's wrong. That Yeah. It was it was pretty great. But it... I just... I was sitting there like, this is... No, you're... You it, were wrong, in ex- fact. Yeah. Excuse me? Uh, I think you have it... Yeah. It's... Yeah, like you said, I get what they were going for. Um... Again, I don't know. It's just it's so it's so pointless. Again, they I I think they really wanted us to, to, to like to, we were so this whole Miranda versus Alex thing was supposed to have so much more weight to it. it. I don't know. Like there must be an initial draft of the of the script where this maybe had more weight on the plot, but I don't know. It's just it's so yeah. weird to me because you already had Alex disliking Miranda because Miranda is choosing to potentially sacrifice Aaron so that they could destroy Thantos. That enough, that right there is compelling enough. You don't have to add this extra little thing of, oh, also you stole everybody's magic. Yeah, also you took everyone's magic away. Only for it to be, like, resolved off screen. Because, like, yeah, yeah, because, like, they they do the whole ritual spell in the in the solar eclipse. Thantos escapes. He's going after Eren. They follow him into the real world. They follow him back into Coventry. They go back to the castle and they can't get in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Thantos has sealed the castle. We can't get in. Somehow, and then, somehow Thantos somehow, he kicked has everyone out, I guess. Everybody except as- the servants. Except the servants, because then Dimitri shows up, and he's like, he opens the door for them from the inside, and they're like, how did you open the door? And he's like, well, the queen gave us all our magic back. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. I guess. It lo- That's it kind good of, of her. It kind of just looked like you opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> you needed magic for that? Yes, I guess so. But it's just, it's, it, it, I, I feel like we need to deconstruct this. Because <laughs> again, do we? I, well, yes, because there's so many, like, okay, so first off, again, like you said, oh. Santos, somehow he, in the span of, like, the five minutes the twins are gone, he kicks Miranda, Karsh, and Ileana, they, they all get kicked out and locked out of the castle. But again, he leaves the servants in the castle, I guess maybe because Santos is, like, 
maybe he know. assumes they have no magic still and they can't stop him. Maybe. And and he's also probably just like, I could probably use the servants once I become yeah, king. Yeah, you know. Yeah. My servants There's, now. Yeah. I, they're, ah, I, yeah. And, <laughs> and so, yeah. Okay, so there's that. And then off screen, even though Miranda <laughs> never gave any indication that she learned some kind of lesson, she, well, yeah, she gave them back. It feels almost like, because she gets confronted by Alex being like, why did you, like, you stole all their magic? Like, was that the right thing to do? And she's like, I thought so at the time, yes. And it almost feels like it was something that she did and then forgot to undo. (laughs) Like, Alex was like, you stole all their magic. And she's like, shit, right. Yeah, I thought that was the right thing to do. And I just kind of forgot to give it back. Whoops. Like, it was not important enough to show on screen. She just sort of, like, was like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I'll give that back. Yeah. Shit, I forgot. Sorry about sorry about that, guys. Here you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder I, I wonder when that happened, because from the time between when the, the, the twins do the ritual, and then the, the ball of light, and, and then Thanatos comes back, and all of that stuff, it's very quick. It's one after the other. Yeah. So... So presumably, Miranda would have had to have done that magic thing before the ceremony, and I guess she just didn't bother to mention it to yeah, the twins. Did. No one mentioned it. No one. No said one mentioned anything. it. None of the no servants mentioned it. Nobody. It was just going to be a fun surprise, I guess. Like I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry that I made you perform the vanquishing spell, and now we know for sure that your dad and Thantos are gone. But. I did give people back their magic. I did do the. I did. I did do that. I, yeah. d- I don't know. It's it's such a weird nothing plot point. Yeah, I, and again, that's I. I safely removed it from the summary. Because yeah, because it, it was not <laughs> had no bearing on it. Oh. If Dimitri was able to open the castle from the inside with magic, why the heck weren't Karsh and Ileana and Miranda able to do it from the outside with magic? I don't get it. Well, because they say it can only be opened from the inside, and that's I assumed that just meant, like, it's locked from the outside, so you can't get in even with magic. <sighs> I didn't assume that meant you had to magically open it from the inside. Like he could yeah. have just opened the door. <laughs> That's what it felt like, and which, and again, in which like case, in the, it's not like there's a glow, and then he opens no. the door. He just sort of pops it open on the side of the castle, and he's like, "Hey, come in this way." And they're yeah. like, Oh, okay, cool. Oh, thanks. How'd you open it up? I don't know. I I used the doorknob. <laughs> it almost felt like it should have. It almost felt like it should have been a story about. The people in Coventry, like, not everyone in Coventry knows how to do magic. Maybe it's just, like, a natural thing that either you have it or you don't. And it should have been, like, there's maybe, like, this weird attitude about the people who don't know magic. That maybe they get looked down upon. And that's, at the end, that's where you have that moment where all the magic users are like, Oh, no, we're we're powerless to get into the castle and stop Santos. But then, oh, look over here. The dudes that you were making fun of the entire movie for not having magic, they're the ones that are saving the day because their lack of magic meant that they could do the stuff for you. 
There's there's many directions they could have taken this plot point, and yet they chose none of them. No, it <laughs> they was somehow like a... looked at all of them and said, "Nah." They they were on the top of the mountain looking down at that slalom race, and they definitely <laughs> avoided all of those little flags. And yep. it was a, a good. I mean, good on you. I guess are, there's some aren't skill. Are you supposed that. to avoid the flags? Last, uh, yeah, my metaphor doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, I guess in this okay. instance, I want you to crash into each and every one of those red flags. Just, just slam into those flags. Slam into it. I want you to nail those plot points. God. <sighs> so we could probably talk about the alternate ending, Bree. <gasps> There's an alternate ending? Yes. Wait, so what? This is something that they did on the first Twitches as well. Where the end of the, the first Twitches movie, they had an alternate ending where Miranda realizes that her necklace was missing and that Thantos must have it. And then right oh, on right. cue, you hear Thantos laugh and you see this big spooky cloud of darkness uh, goes over the moon. And I guess that ending is officially non-canonical because Thantos coming back in this film was a big surprise to people. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, Twitches 2 also has an alternative ending. In that alternative ending, everybody, you know, everybody's all happy, happy. It's it's at the wedding of Karsh and Ileana. Uh, and then suddenly, Minerva, Miranda's long-lost twin sister, appears. <laughs> what? Yeah, she just, she shows up and she makes some kind of veiled threat and, and basically suggests that she blames Miranda for something. We don't find out because I guess this is like the setup for the oh, cliffhanger. For the Twitches th- three. Twi- yeah, and and Miranda or Minerva makes a little comment about how one of the twins takes after her. So I, I guess I'm assuming they were maybe going to go the route of like, oh, maybe one of the twins is evil or I don't know <gasps> something. Um, but then Minerva, uh, she, yeah, so she just makes this little threat, and then she lights some bouquets on fire, and then she disappears. <laughs> Ta-da! Oh, of course. Oh, man. It- Oh, oh, man. It's funny because they don't- You only could seem to find these extended- or these alternate endings on the DVDs. Like, I, I looked, and, and Disney Plus does not have this alternative I was gonna ending. say, yeah, I didn't see anything. I- Man. I kind of wonder what the point of it is. Like, are they- were they just, like, things that they filmed for the DVDs as, like, a little teaser? Yeah, I guess maybe it was- it was some kind of teaser. Is there- Christy, is there a Twitches 3? I, I'm i sad to say that there is not a Twitches ah, 3. So they, they they wisely took the sequel hook and put it in an alternate ending so that they could ignore it if it if the sequel never happens. Ba- basically. But like they uh, they kinda like they had did that they did that same thing again with the Twitches 1 movie where it was just like a fun little like like a little promise, like, oh, we're going to make a second one. This, this is what the plot will be about. Um, oh. But yeah, in this case, it just, it did not pan out. 
Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Man, that would have been fun, though. That actually sounds like a fun extra yeah. and, like, next movie. I, I would have watched it. I would have watched the hell of it, too. We would. I'm sure we would have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, it would have been next, next Halloween. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Twitch is three years in a row. It's... <laughs> You know, it's funny because next year for Halloween, I like I can already tell what movie we are going to be watching um, oh? because it's the only other Halloween movie oh, I no. Oh, no. You don't mean... Yes. No. I, Pr- Princess Sydney. No. And, oh, fuck. What's the name of that? It's, it's the Great Pumpkin Princess Sydney. What the fuck is the name of that I one? I don't know. I don't know, but... Maybe if you forget, you'll forget forever, and we don't have to watch it. Hold on, let me just look up the no! bad, the bad princess movie website where I've got the catalog of bad yeah, princess. If you, you want to see more from <laughs> princess movies, please check out badprincessmovies.com. Yeah, thank you. It is so the adventures of Princess Sydney, Knight of the Pumpkins. So that oh, at, no. at least. Unless we could find another Halloween-related princess movie. (laughs) Someone out there, please, make, in the next year, make a good princess Halloween film. If anyone out there knows of a Halloween-themed princess film, please, please tell us. Please, save, save Brie. Save me. You are her only hope. You're my only hope. You don't want to listen. You don't want to listen to the mag- the amazing uh, rap stylings of the wonderful Count Crapula. Oh, oh no! It's, it's really it's the highlight please, of the film. Please, anyone, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> oh, you've got one year. Oh God! Anyone who hears this, please. If the podcast suddenly stops in September of next year, then you know that Brie, like... I finally reached my limit. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, stopped all contact with me. I can't. I can't do it. Oh. Oh, God. On the the note of future uh, Bad Princess movies, though, Brie, I have an exciting update to give you. Ooh. Uh This is... Exciting for me, at least, is Ooh, uh, uh-huh. so not too long ago, actually, I guess, well, I guess time is meaningless. It was at the beginning of this year, we <laughs> saw Cinderella and the Secret Prince, which we uh, we had a lot of fun riffing on that. Oh, yes, that was the the one with Cinderella and the, the mice, correct? Yes, 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 the mice and the mouse was the Secret Prince. Uh, yes. Spoilers. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, um, if you haven't listened to that episode already. But that... That movie ended on a giant cliffhanger, and I was pretty convinced that that would be the last that we would see of Ella and her prince, but I, I, on a whim, I I checked out Gold Valley Films' website, and (gasps) lo and behold, they have mentioned that there is a sequel (sighs) called Cinderella and the Little Sorcerer. And it it appears to be uh the 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 premise is that <gasps> they, we're gonna we're gonna try and get oh, a, the no. prince the prince Alex we're gonna try and get him back to human form yet again. Oh wow. Oh, and this is this is being worked on currently. 
I, or is I it out already? So. so, Gold Valley Films, their website is a bit confusing to me. It <laughs> You don't th- say. Allegedly, according to the page on their website, uh, it was maybe released or finished in 2020. But I usually find that they, at least with their other releases, they, they'll say it'll be released in one year. But then it you'll see the DVD come out like maybe a year, a year and a half from then. Um, so I am going to be keeping my eye on uh, <laughs> the internet to see when this movie pops oh. up. Yeah, stay tuned, everyone. We may have a very exciting sequel oh. on the horizon. I love it. I love being able to discuss sequels. I don't know. There's oh, there's just boy. kind of a fun a fun excitement to it. Oh, because in the case of Twitches too, you get to see, you know, do they? <laughs> how do they follow up? How do uh-huh. they follow up? Yeah. How, does it? Do they improve or do they just start sinking further and further into the bad territory? Oh, I am. Even even Cinderella and the Secret Prince, which I watched more recently than Twitch's the first one, I am I am struggling to recall <laughs> the events of that film, so maybe if it if a sequel does happen, I'll have to decide if I'll go in re blind. Oh god, yeah. Um because I forget everything <laughs> movie or if i'll have to try and suffer through it again that that's the good thing at least is that you could do what i did with twitches and oh, i and just, just listen to the podcast there, yeah there you go I listen to our own podcast yeah wow so the, and and also the viewers of or viewers <laughs> the listeners <laughs> of our podcast can just re-listen to that episode perfect yeah there do, you go yeah, there we go there we go we but that, a, that all depends on whenever that comes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. In, in mm-hmm. the meantime, we have a few other sequels that I'm sure we'll be taking a look at in the, uh, in oh the next, next season of the podcast. Because, of course, uh, we are going to start to head into the, the Christmassy, wintery-themed princess oh, yeah. movies. Oh, yeah, it's almost that time again. Yes, yeah, so look forward to that coming up. We're going to be doing some nutcracker stuff and also some general christmas movies oh boy oh boy i, I can't wait I, we i can't wait we got we got the nutcracker prince out of the way that was oh, the one one that was the good one the one good one we wasted the good one on the first year and now we only have oh no Maybe I'll just rewatch the Nutcracker Prince. You'll you'll send me a movie to watch, and I'll just rewatch the Nutcracker Prince oh, and be no. like, I don't know what you're talking about. I rewatched this good movie. I really liked. I really liked the part where she danced with the Nutcracker. Yeah, it's like Brie. There, this isn't a Nutcracker movie. Oh no, it was. <laughs> in my in my mind's eye, in my heart of oh. hearts. Your your happy place is the the Nutcracker Prince. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, are are we about ready to wrap up? Yeah, Twitches I, too. I, I think we are. I think in general, we kind of gave our recommendations earlier, but this is like, this is a filler movie. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a, a call everyone together and enjoy this one kind of film. This is yeah. a if you got something else going on kind of film. 
Yeah, this is the one that when your guest picks at a bad princess movie night, you're always like, ah, crap. Why did I, guess... I put that one in the pile? Ah, oh, I should have. But you know what? Not Ugh. all of them. Not all of them could be standouts. Yeah, sometimes you got to have a filler for when people are eating pizza or whatever. Yeah, at exactly. Your, at your princess night, because you want there's some of them you want the full attention. Yeah, and there's some of them that you can just have us have be having some chit chat and some some yeah. dinner or whatever. The the movie that you put on first while there's still that one person who always shows up late. That's me. So yes. while you're still waiting for me. Uh, you can put on Twitches too. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and that way and then I don't when, have to watch it again. And then when Brie arrives, I'll be like, okay, everybody, let's start the movie over from the beginning so no. Brie can see. And then yeah. I leave. Again. Oh, no. Again. Oh, is that why you, is that why you moved? <laughs> <laughs> it all comes out now. <laughs> I just turn. I walk out of your place and I head to the airport. Yeah. Because I gotta go. They didn't even, you didn't even pack. <laughs> I don't have my shit with me. I just go. What? Oh. What's, what's the next flight? The next one leaving in the next 10 minutes? Quick, I gotta get out of here before they drag me back to watch Twitches too. I, I gotta go. She's, I'm pretty sure she followed me to the airport. No, you know what? Twitches 2 is not bad enough that I would have to flee. No, okay. there's there's some movies where if you made me watch them again, I I might have to run screaming to the airport. But. I I kind of wouldn't mind if we ever get to a point where there's a movie that I send you that you you can't even finish it. <laughs> you just like you turn it off. Uh, I I I can't because of my memory. I can't I cannot recall, but I'm sure there has been some. Where you... <laughs> I, I just have to look through my notes and find the ones that have end, end, oh god, end, <laughs> written in them somewhere. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but yes, I think that's going to be it for us for this one. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you want to catch some clips of this and other movies, you could feel free to look us up on Twitter at badprincessmov. Uh, we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, and you can find that at badprincessmovies.com. And if you have any questions or email suggestions... Or, su or, or suggestions for Halloween films so I don't have to watch the Sydney one next year, please, 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 please do email yes. us. Send them our way. It has to... It has to at least be somewhat close to my rule of the main character either is or becomes a princess through the events of the film. I have stretched it in the past, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold true to that rule just so that Bree suffers. Uh, please send those to bad princess movies at gmail.com. Thank you. Please. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, and we uh so yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a happy have Halloween. A Happy Halloween! Halloween!